0: hello everyone and welcome to season two of lather talk a wet shaving podcast i'm your host john aka Latherhog. hog hey gerard shaves here and we're so happy guys to be back and rolling again um i think it took a little bit longer. Uh, I'll take the blame for this one, Gerard. Uh, as far as just getting organized, um, getting scheduled, and just starting the podcast up again. But I know um, we st- we've still been talking uh, during the, th- throughout this break, and I'm just really excited to kind of catch up on the world of wet shaving, and obviously um, h- how life is treating you, how fatherhood is treating you, and
1: whatnot. Definitely, I'm uh, I'm really excited. So I think we're we're both ready for this. Uh, George one thing I want to know is um,
0: I guess during this time between seasons, have there been any kind of wet shaving discoveries, whether it's on a technique, whether it's media related content or even just pickups? Um, what are some standouts
1: for you since we last talked? So a couple things are I picked up my first uh, straight razor and so um that's been interesting. I can't say I've used it too much, uh, just a couple of times. Um, but it's probably something, uh, I'm looking on kind of, you know, learning and, uh, it's completely different than just, you know, using a DE, um, as many people would know. Um, I think straight razors are just, uh, I, I guess maybe like the, it's like driving a, an automatic transmission versus a manual. Um, in a sense, you know, like you're still shaving, it's just, just completely different technique altogether. So, um, although you know what to do, it doesn't necessarily mean you can just go at it right away. There's a, there's a bit of a learning curve, of course. Other than that, it's just been pickups, uh, slowly here and there, nothing outside the norm. It's actually been, if anything, it's, it's, it's been reduced, you know, uh, uh, since the babies come around because uh, that's taking up uh, so much more of my time and attention.
0: I, I didn't realize it was during this period that you picked up the straight razor. For some reason, I thought you, ha- you, you already had it, and then just recently kind of picked it back up again.
1: Oh, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, um, I had uh, borrowed one before and used it a couple of times, but other than that, I never had my own. It just, I, just said, I just told myself that the learning curve uh, was going to be just too much than that I could handle at the time. And opportunity came up and um, I just was able to snag one and every now and then I'll just fiddle with it. You know uh, I'm only really doing um, just with the grain and then just kind of working um, against the grain. I'm not really going across with it really right now. Okay. So, so yeah.
0: Well, funny enough, my, I think my main update, and this is very, very recent as far as um the time of this recording, uh, mid, mid June, uh, it's, it's picking up straight razor shaving myself and I've been informally chronicling that on Instagram. So, um, if listeners, uh, check out my Instagram account, Latherhog, you can see my, my very first shave, which are, um, our regular guest slash guest host, Ross helped me out. Uh, he, uh, with the first shave, he's a very adept, Um, straight razor shaver and I think I I have three down right now and it turns out the initial razor I was going with I must have dulled the edge or something it's been I've had them for at least a year and maybe I I goofed somewhere you know doing um, some stropping or something but it it turned out it wasn't cutting very well because when I tried uh, a second straight razor that I have have on loan yeah (laughs) it's like night and day as far as how how easily it cuts so I had a few things working against me, but I haven't had any major cuts yet. I think it'll happen once I feel more comfortable with it, but so far, so good.
1: Yeah, I think the first time I used it, um, I I got myself pretty good here, like on the neck. But since then, I've just been kind of just like, you know, I've been deliberate with kind of like checking my angles, you know, making sure it's not too steep and so that I'm not just like literally slicing off a part of my face or anything during the shave. I think technique is probably the most difficult thing, but it's the most important thing to get good straight right through shaving for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, um, e- efficiency is not even the name of the game right now, right? I'm still figuring out angles. I'm figuring out grips. Um, uh, but it's, it's really fun. And, um, some folks were like, it might be a little crazy to have them t- to be doing it live, but, um, I think through the through the live uh, interaction I've actually gotten a lot of tips granted I'm not like, always looking on the screen and stuff but it, it's kind of cool it's kind of a little uh a little cheering section too so I don't know, I've been having a lot of fun with it we'll see like one thing that was recommended was doing 30 days straight so I can't I, you know I can't commit to that but uh, maybe eventually I'll get to straight razor shave number 30 and see
1: hopefully I'm still alive
0: <laughs> but also we'll see how far along how far along i am or
1: you'll just do a video just completely your head just is just wrapped up in like rolled as oh, yeah. you know just blood like like just coming through your mouth is just you know gagged, basically and that's probably what's going to happen and you're just yeah. going to be like <laughs> it'll, it'll be a, a gerard solo show for a little bit uh, the the viewership and and listeners' count is gonna drop severely they're just gonna be like, oh okay't can't, we can't listen to this guy yeah I mean even
0: with the, with the podcast I think we, we uh did weekly and uh for, for the most part I think we might miss some here and there, but really pushed that just to get this thing up and running and at the end, uh, this is a little recap for those <laughs> who it's been a while, but we did a recap, uh, me and Gerard, and kind of just reassessed everything. Uh, I know for for me, doing weekly, along with other projects and um, you know, in, in personal life, being a dad, working, et cetera, it, it was it was, I think, something I, I wanted to tweak. And so this time around, with season two, we're doing every other week, Uh, whether that winds up being like in a week one and three, or just literally like from episode to episode, it'll just be every other week uh, remains to be seen, but either way to give some breathing room, um, hopefully room to make the show better on on the, on the editing side, post-production in general, we're we're always seeking to improve and on top of quality, you know, uh, we want to be bringing with the season to, um, you know, guests, uh, especially with the feedback from uh, our, v- our viewership, and I know one thing I had a lot of fun with uh, is the roundtables and be able to get folks, whether they're artisans, content creators, just other folks, and get a conversation going. This is, you know, it's called ladder talk, <laughs> so so it kind of makes sense that those roundtable discussions really jive with me.
1: Definitely, I think when we started it, we real, I mean we had no idea what we we're doing in the beginning and we kind of just like went with mo- momentum right and so you know going every week it was pretty nice but at the same time it's just you know in it's just incredibly tiring because you know like even though the the show itself may be about this this may be an hour for example right but that's not including like, you know, the stuff that either gets cut, you know, maybe we're, we're really on for two hours and, and then you have to edit and that's like, you know, a few hours to, to invest there. And then we're already like, you know, planning on the next person, investing more time into the the next, you know, episode or the next discussion. And it took off so quickly that I think we're just like, let's just go with it. Let's just see where this goes. And now we have to be able to, you know, just to prevent burnout, and um you know prevent you editing you know stuff at like midnight 1 a.m the the day before it's supposed to you know be oh, yeah. released it's then you know just <laughs> you know we have to take ourselves first otherwise there is no show right there there mm-hmm. is no podcast but i i think you know we'll see again we'll see if uh this works you know maybe it's yeah. the same amount of energy in the long run uh maybe uh, we realize that we can take a little bit more on, and then we, you know, try to do something a little bit more, more frequent or different content within a shorter time span on the off weeks. Who knows? We'll just see where this is going. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss.
0: Well, let's segue into um, the next topic of conversation uh, and let's talk about what's new in the world of wet shaving. So the first thing um, that is kind of a manifestation of one of the predictions we had um, back in season one was more collaboration between perfumers and wet shaving artisans. So, again, at the time of, the, of this recording, what just got released, I kind of I think, sold through its initial run, and this is not a limited edition, uh, is Gentleman's Nod and Zaraoff Signature. Uh, Zaroff being um, a, a, the perfume house, and there's a lot that went into this
1: release. I was fortunate to get a, a sample of it, um, which um, smells fantastic. Um, legitimately, it, it smells excellent. I haven't had a chance to use it yet, so I can't really speak upon performance or, or anything like that. But I am i can just say I'm not surprised, right? Um, I think especially in a time of, you know, whether you want to say it's like, you know, this COVID era or anything like that, people aren't able or drastically reduced in being able to go out and, and shop and, and and buy stuff, um, especially, you know, like personal grooming items, fragrances, things like that. That is not necessarily on the list of priorities that people have, you know, over yeah. like food and water and paying the bills and stuff like that. So um, I think perfumeries and, and soap makers to a certain degree are understanding that those worlds are, crisscrossing you know very much so and it it just benefits both people um or both parties to be able to to collab and do something you know a full line of things and we've seen that before um with a lot of groups you know like uh, most notably declaration grooming and shatian lux um alexandria fragrances with ariana and evans um We've also seen uh, Zingari Man with Byron Parfums. Um, there, there's like a long list of artisans and uh, perfume houses that are doing small batch co- collaborations, things like that. Oh, Chiseled Face and Zoologist, of course. Well, like, what am I thinking? You know, uh, I want to I want to put that out there because I mean, um, they're probably like uh, one of the first, you know, like big notable names, you know, and stuff like that. So I think you're going to see. I, I definitely think it's not a a it's not something like that you are going to see perfume houses you know reach out to artisans and and come up with things like this and you know i think that both sides um are going to really like benefit from it right people who are into fragrances they will see this and be like oh i didn't even know that there was such a thing uh for you know for my grooming needs right and at the same time, people who are slowly you know, wanting to dip their toes into the world of fragrance from wet shaving are going to be able to say, oh, this isn't just a clone of something. This is the real deal. So if I buy it, it's going to smell, hopefully, just like this.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, when I first heard about this specific collaboration, um, so the, the fragrance, Zarhoff Signature, it's something that the perfumer... Had available, I think, just to get the name out there, right? If we think there's a lot of wet shaving artisans, the amount of perfumes, both in the designer and niche categories, is astounding, right? So it's really hard and independent ones as
1: well. Like it's just, it's it's crazy.
0: So it's it's really hard, right, to get on people's radars when there's releases all the time. If, if we yeah, if we thought we felt that with wet shaving, it's even crazier with fragrances. On top of that, and how I experienced the fragrance um, firsthand was, you could go to the website and ask for a free sample in the, in the mini sprayer. So it's not even the ones that kind of, you got a dab on your wrist. This is the one with the mini sprayer. I think it winds up being like two milliliters or so. Either way, a, a, nice, uh, a nice size sample that came carded and sent to you if you, if you just requested it um, via the website. So when I smelled it, immediately I thought like, this has got to be a fragrance in wet shaving because it's essentially an updated take on the fougere. So it has that it has a similarity to Brut, which I it's kind of what I think for as I don't lo, I don't like Brut at all actually, <laughs> but as far as what a fougere is, I think it's a it's a great example. And there's just every, every everything from there is kind of a, a variation. Um, they up one note versus and play down another, add this, add that, and make it their own. But the fact that it's it's a fougere, it's got a little barbershop like quality because of that, a little bit of powderiness. It's a very masculine scent and and a little bit of a throwback. It has a little
1: bit of an old school appeal to it. I was looking at it. I was looking at the notes of it. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. I mean, the top notes, we have uh, fresh cardamom, lavender, black pepper, juicy pear, and blue cypress. The heart notes, we have ginger roots, blonde cedar, temple oud, florentine iris, pimento leaves, and fir balsam. And bottom notes of creamy sandalwood, gold patchouli, black amber, myrrh, and frankincense. And I mean, it goes to show, especially like where all of these notes are sourced from as well. So it does smell, it smells fantastic. I'm sure the performance is is just top notch. You know, um, so many people are just commenting on how good of a bass, you know, Gentleman's Knot is. And so, I mean, it, I'm not surprised that, you know, they were able to, um, get that collaboration going i'm just saying i i do not think it's going to be the last one and i think it's only june i wouldn't be surprised if you see two three four more collaborations you know between artisan soapers and uh and perfume houses or independent perfumers i remember talking about this uh, I think in season one, and, and I've always been just saying this, that I don't know if we're approaching a, a singularity, if you will, as far as just like artisan soap bases and, and, and you know, what can be considered just a fantastic thing to use because so much stuff is so good. Um, I find myself, you know, kind of dipping more and more into the fragrance world, you know, as it is. And, and I think wet shaving has been uh, a really good, path to transition to that, you know, various like decants and things like that uh, from, from places just to be able to like try some stuff going on. And it's definitely different. It's definitely like unique in that sense, but I think it's allowing me to expand my hobby in in a different way. I'm, I'm quite active on Reddit. And so, I mean, that's no surprise to a lot of people. I was active on Reddit in general, well before I was ever active into the actual um shaving subreddits. Uh primarily are wet shaving. Um, I'm casually uh in Wicked Edge as well. Um but uh user uh Wythin uh, is just fantastic in you know kind of grabbing um fragrances that either complement or that are uh, directly from, you know, an artisan perfumer, or maybe there was like a like a dupe of something. Uh, most recently, um, they had a collaboration, uh, exclusive uh, collaboration with Summer Break Soaps Prom King, which was a dupe of Jean Paul Gaultier's L'Amal. And because of that, I grabbed a small little decant of L'Amal, picking this up for, say, 12, 15 bucks, I don't remember what I paid for this, rather than dropping 50, 60 on a designer bottle, or dropping who knows what, like into the hundreds, you know, like for, for a full bottle. It, you know, it's just really nice, really pleasant. I just definitely think it's it's not even going to be a trend. It's just going to be something that becomes common. We're just going to be, we're going to be wondering, oh, when was the last time, you know, a company was just trying to put out their own stuff and not collab with a perfume house or a fragrance house.
0: There's a release coming out from Noble Otter called Roar R
1: A W R. I think it's, I, th- I think it would be rar, <laughs> rar. If, if 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 a child was gonna say it. So anyway, rar has <laughs> a fantastic label.
0: In general, I, I've been loving all of uh, Noble Otters' uh, label work. Um, I think it's since since last year, even who, um, I forget the name of the illustrator they work with. But um, I have multiple decals of the various otters in uh, different dress. What, what has already sold me on getting this, regardless of what the set notes are, which are also very sound, very good, is the story behind it. And uh, just to summarize it real quick the description of this soap is kind of the memory of um, coming home from work. And I, I assume this is written in Cody's perspective and that he wrote it himself, but that his sons will always try to hide and scare him despite hearing them running, you know, to hide wherever they're trying to hide. Probably like a foot is sticking out from around the corner and whatever. And that being the ritual, but it's such a, such a heartwarming picture that I painted I, I think for dads everywhere, me and Jordan included, uh, it, it's hard that it, for it not
1: to tug at your heartstrings. <laughs> it's literally the year of first, right? For, for, at least for me. Yeah, first son, first Father's Day. Uh, it's going to be like, you know, the, the first birthdays, the first Thanksgivings, the first Christmases. And so I, I just think it's a, a really like classy nod uh, to dads everywhere. Uh, for this, you know, and I, and although I'm literally in the beginning of it, I'm not even at the point where, you know, he um, can play hide and seek or anything like that. Uh, yeah, he he can literally just lay on his back and cry. He can't even crawl yet. I think I think that just uh, that's going to connect with so many dads out there. So many of them are just going to be like, I remember when my kids did that. Yeah, or my kids are currently doing that. Right, right, and this going to be a release that, you know, that just, you know, speaks to them and it's going to be something that when, when they smell that soap or when they, you know, they put on that splash that they're going to be thinking about their kids every single time. And that, that's just a, a really beautiful thing. I'm not going to try to force my son to get into soap collecting as a hobby. Right. It's uh, there's too many, there's other weird things that he can get interested in instead. Right. But, yeah, I want him to know, like, how to be able to to shave, you know, out of both convenience, practicality, and, you know, just to know, like, this is a way that, like, us men can pamper ourselves. Ladies, well, men too, you know, like, can go get manicures, pedicures, um, go get, you know, their hair done. They can go get their makeup done. They can, like, do, you know, things. And this is just kind of, like, our way of really um, kind of deriving pleasure out of the grooming element, the mundane grooming element for many is really pleasurable for us. So I think that's it. If, if he just doesn't hate shaving, then I think I'm gonna be have done a good job as a dad.
0: <laughs> I don't expect my son to be an enthusiast, but yeah, like I, I struggled man through uh, using, I don't know which I use, I use first, an electric or a cartridge, I definitely went back and forth between the two um, from high school into college. If he, yeah, so if you can, ha- if I can help even a little bit, um, and he gives it a try. If he doesn't like it, that's fine. But I feel like because we've played around with shaving brushes and, like, hey, smell this soap, and they know when a package comes in, they're like, oh, is it shaving stuff, dad? Like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> you, you got it, kids.
1: <laughs> like, they, they know I'm into it. And, you know, there's an easier bridge. Already established. My dad's into sports teams. Well, my dad's into soap. You know, <laughs> my dad collects jerseys and baseball caps and and sneakers. My dad collects soap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that, that's what's gonna. Be. And brushes. Don't forget brushes. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not.
0: All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for the first episode of season two of Ladder Talk. So again, me and Gerard are very excited to be back. We have some great guests that we have lined up, um, some topics that we want to get to with said guests. Um, We hope to bring you some insight with kind of some crazy amount of releases, really, um, in the world of wet shaving, um, now that the warm weather's hit. I don't know, Gerard. It just seems like there's tons of releases being announced all the time and while we won't get them all we'll get some of them and we can share with you uh, some of that experience but uh we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and we'll catch you next time so stay safe and take care
1: peace